Hi everyone, welcome to episode 38 of SAMA. Um, this week we don't have an expert on board, we have only me. Um, I'm going to talk about our new baby, our Generator X. Our Generator X you can see here behind me. Um, it's currently on, it's um, running an online mode. It's showing that uh, Generator 1 and Generator 2 are both stopped. Okay, let's have a look. Okay. Um, this discussion this um, day is about our Spooky 2 Generator X and why my arrow down button is not working. <laughs> okay, this is our Generator X. Um, I'm going to be discussing the story of Generator X, give a general description, show how to connect it, how to install the software, how to use the software, how to perform biofeedback scans, how to analyze the scan results, describe how to create and load presets into the Generator X, copy and pasting programs, and also how to use Generator X standalone. Now the story of Generator X. We wanted a Rife machine rather than just a normal frequency generator. It's very easy to use a frequency generator as a Rife machine. Um, the um, you just buy a generator, you know, dial up a few programs or frequencies, and run them, and that's pretty much what a Rife machine is, sort of. Okay, a very basic Rife machine. But we wanted to have the facility to have this generator run standalone, and not just have it so you select program number one, two, and three, because it means you've got to write down what program is on what number, and it's just very counterintuitive. We wanted it so that people could use it very, very simply. So we designed it so that it could have um, a proper description for the programs that are within Generator X. Um, now, we've put two generators into one, each generator is independent from the other. We did this because we wanted to have the facility of one generator running both a killing program and a detox program on the same generator. Generally, when you run a killing program, it's wise to run a detox program on the background to clean up all the garbage that's being dug up from the killing program. Uh, we wanted the machine to be as simple as possible with no knobs or dials. We wanted it to be as straightforward as possible so everyone can use it. We like to think that if you turned on a Generator X, you could use it without referring to the manual. Um, generally, it's true, um, in particular in standalone mode. Um, you can't do any damage by pushing the wrong buttons and within a few um, and then within a very short while, you'll work out what, you know, how to run it. And I'll show you today how to do it. Um, because we put so much effort into the design of Generator X, we also want it to, to be good looking. And so we put great attention into the design, the aesthetics of it. We wanted it to be something you wouldn't hide in the cupboard, but you'd have it centerpiece if you like. Um, now we could have used a any commercially available enclosure for the generator, but that would have involved compromises, compromises in the layouts of the buttons, 
compromises and the, even the log. And so we took quite a long time in deciding on the final design. We ended up with this design, which is what we refer to as like a diamond look. It's got diamond beveled edges, which um, shine. It's a die cast enclosure made from aluminium. It's got a frosted finish. It just looks absolutely beautiful. Okay. Uh, let's see. Now, we also wanted to make sure that Generator X was precise. For treatment to be successful, you need to have uh, treatment equipment that is very accurate. And so we wanted to ensure that our Rife machine was as accurate as possible. Um, we, you know, on one hand, we're working with researchers to enlarge and optimize our current database. Now, we're not always working to enlarge, we're always working to improve. And in fact, I'm always trying to keep the database size down for the, you know, for the benefit of speed. And I do this by um, combining sets that belong to the same pathogen. And now, for example, in our base pair database, we have hepatitis B. Now, there's thousands of frequencies of hepatitis B in all the families. And so in the database, I group the different families into separate categories, and I group the frequencies within each family. And so I, I, the, the program count within the database is reasonable, but it's certainly got a huge number of frequencies within the database. Okay, and we're also trying to integrate the most advanced method of performing a biofeedback scan. So we scoured the research papers, we found out what worked, and we found a way of doing this. Now, we're now giving to our users the, the technology which was previously only available in research labs. The cost of setting up a system like Generator X is something in the region of around $30,000. So either got to be very well healed or rely on some other clinic to do treatments for you. But we've brought the cost down because we're going to volume. Now I'm going to talk about the speed. One of the first frequencies for cancer that Royal Life found was 17 megahertz. We wanted our Rife machine to be able to hit this frequency without using any tricks like wave cycle multipliers. Wave cycle multipliers is where you have several waveforms within a single waveform. Our XM generator, which is a good generator, that has the limit of 5 megahertz. Using a wave cycle multiplier, we can go up to about 20 and maybe 25 megahertz. Uh, we want to be able to run those frequencies without any tricks. Because as you use wave cycle multipliers, any errors in the frequency get multiplied. And we didn't want that. And so we found a way of going up to 40 megahertz in a native frequency with our generator eggs. General description. <laughs> this is easy. Okay, generator X. It contains two function generators, each with two outputs. 
um, each of these generators have the ability to run to 40 megahertz with any waveform. There is, with both of our generators, within the generator X, full biofeedback functions. The functions are current detection and phase angle. You can load up to 30 programs from Spooky and run standalone without a computer. Those programs, once you load them, they're in. There's no battery within the generator. The uh, generator has a memory which just remembers the programs and can run them. And it can also run directly in the Spooky software. So the Spooky software that you're familiar with, which you're currently using with your existing hardware, you can use with the generator X. There's no learning curve really at all. But what you will see is several new features that come up, and we'll be covering them in a little while. Questions and answers. Has Generator X got a screensaver function? Uh, yes, it does. The screensaver um, is a uh, protocol command, and I haven't, in a, I haven't written the spooky code to take advantage of that feature. But in a future release of Spooky 2, I will have a facility where the, um, the, the uh, person can choose whether to enable a screensaver or not for the generator. Does Generator X uses a fan? Does Generator X use a fan? No, there's no fan in Generator X. When we were doing the design, we were toying with using a plastic case, but that thought only lasted a few seconds when we when you realize that plastic is plastic and it's not really got the quality that we want and so the um the case is thick gauge aluminium one of the good things about aluminium is that it forms a natural heat sink so there's no need for a fan generator x is a very powerful generator it's got the two generators on board and so the power supply has got to supply two generators. And so we do recommend that free space is kept around the generator so that the case can dissipate the heat. Are the two outputs from Generator X electrically isolated, which is no common ground as the XM generator? Well, the Generator X also has a common ground. If you want isolation for their outputs, you use an isolated adapter. Okay, it says that Generator X doesn't need a computer. Does that mean all presets are in the generator? Well, um, Generator X needs a computer to load the programs. Uh, it can load up to 30 programs, 200 frequencies maximum per program. After you load the programs, you can use the generator standalone. And at that point, you never need to reconnect the generator again. Hardware connection. Okay, this is the basic setup for connecting Generator X to your computer. You can see that the Generator X has got a larger power supply to the previous XM generator. There's a 12 volt, 2 amp power supply. We could have used a 1 amp power supply, but again, we don't want compromises. We had tests. We found that the 2 amp power supply had less ripple and it ran cooler. And so you went for the 2 amp power supply. 
here you can see our generator rigs connected to two spooky boosts and connected to them two spooky remotes. You can see that the boosts and the remotes are the same as the XM generator. All your accessories which you currently have will connect directly, uh, directly onto generator X. Here you'll see a pair of TENS pads connected. The ports on the top where the TENS pads are connected, they are connected to generator number one. The remote is connected to generator number two. So in this instance, you can perform treatment contact mode for killing, if you like, whilst running detox programs on the generator number two. Here you've got a generator X connected to our Spooky Plasma. Spooky Plasma is our new plasma device. It's plasma only. It doesn't have the ultrasonic contact mode or coil. It's more refined in the design. The fans are quieter and they turn off after the generator turns off. So if you're doing a long session, after the program finishes, the plasma will turn off and everything will be completely silent. So it's possibly good for nighttime use. You can see that we still use filters on the output for Generator X. We put a lot of effort into the shielding of Generator X and it's more robust than our XM generator. Um, but the plasma device has put out such strong fields that we still couldn't guarantee that there wouldn't be a problem. And so we just recommend to still use those filters. Those filters are supplied for every plasma unit that we ship. So they're not a separate purchase. Q&A. Does the Generator X, actually this is the old version. I've got two versions of the PowerPoint and I did editing last night and this isn't the edited version, but we'll wing it. Does Generator X have EMI shielding so it does not look up the USB or whatever happens to the generators when running Spooky Central or Spooky Plasma. It does have EMI shielding. It's got a case which is uh, very thick. It's got proper grounding within the case. Its USB port is opto-isolated. And so it's also got that extra protection. Um, we still recommend using these two filters I showed you on the previous screen for both of our plasma machines. Does having two generators eliminate the need for spooky boost? No, the uh, boosts are still needed. The boosts increase the power output of the uh, generator. And so you still use two boosts for the two outputs if you need the greater power. Okay. Software installation. New version, Spooky 2 software. If this is the first time you've connected Generator X, you'll be prompted to install the drivers. And so here you'll see the prompt that comes up, and it's the FTDI CDM drivers. And so you extract the drivers. Um, it will also let you install the CP210 0x driver. This is the driver for the XM generator 
and assuming that you already have your XM generators installed, you can cancel this stage. Q&A. Will Generator X come with programs installed? I don't own a Windows laptop. You do need to use Spooky to load the programs, so you do need a Windows laptop. If you don't have a laptop and you know which programs you need, you can contact a lovely support team. Give them a list of 30 program names that you want to have included in the generator. And you can ask them to preload them for you. Now, they're pretty good like this. We do try and help our users. Now, at this point in time, I'm going to show you the offline mode. Actually, even better, I'll show you. Uh, let's have a look. I've got to find the USB port that this one is connected to, which is that one there. I'll unplug the USB. Now you'll see that the screen on Generator X has changed. It's now saying choose your treatment program. You've got the two generator buttons here, generator number one and generator number two. And so you choose which generator you want to load um, the programs in. So we'll choose generator number one. Now you can see the programs which are loaded in this generator. There's currently 11 programs in here. There's eczema, gout, blood pressure, knee injury, uh, tinnitus, toothache. If you use the cursor up, you can see the ones above there. And so there's also abdominal pain, acne, asthma. Yeah, there's a few more as well. And so all you do is you choose the generator, which we've already done. And so you can see program generator number one. You scroll down to the program you want to run. You run asthma. You select the program. You click on the start button. It's ready to go. And you press again and it's running. If you press the start button, it will run through the program and then stop. If instead of pressing the start button, you press the loop button, it will run and a loop icon will appear in the top right of the screen, indicating that once it goes to the finish of this program, it will restart and it will run until such time you press stop, which is at the top here. Well, that's pretty much it. <laughs> In about 20 seconds, I've taught you how to use offline um, mode. Now, if I was to start generator one, I can then go to generator number two, choose a different program in generator number two. Let's say cold and flu, something I kind of need now. Press start and press start again. And so you can see asthma is running at the top cold and flu is running at the bottom. Generator one is the top one, generator two is the bottom one. Now isn't that simple? Shouldn't all Rive machines be like that? In standalone mode, output number two is always inverse sync of output number one. So we designed it like this for contact mode because we thought that most, in most situations, contact mode will be the method of um, the um, type of um, use for generator X and standalone. It can also drive our plasma devices in standalone mode as well. And I'll be covering that in a little while. 
So each generator is completely independent. They share the same controls. You select which one is being controlled by the generator number, generator two button. The one that the window which has gone white is the one that's got the current control. And so I can pause it by pressing start again. You can see it's now paused. And so it's very intuitive. Now let's say you've got programs running. As we do now, well, I'll start up number two again, so we're running. And I find my USB port and I plug it back into the USB. It automatically goes back into online mode and it stops the programs that we're running. Okay, let's have a look. This is the Spooky 2 software, which drives both our XM and our new Generator X machines. It's running in basic mode at the moment, so we've got four tabs along the top. I'm going to go to advanced mode, so I can show you the more advanced options. If I go to the control tab, I see there's two boxes here. Now I've got one generator X, but these are the two generators that are inside generator X. If I go to utils and rescan devices, which is always good to do after disconnecting a generator, you can see that those two are there. If you go to system, you can see that it's shown as a USB serial port, comms three and comms four. To run a generator is exactly the same as your XM generator. You can go to a preset, choose an empty preset, empty shell preset. Let's say we go to Plasma. Gosh, I haven't updated my presets to include the ones for, for specifically the generator X. But let's choose a normal one. We go to contact mode and we'll go to killing contact mode. You can then choose the program that you select that you wish to run. So go to the Acne programs. Choose a couple of programs. You go straight to control. Allow generator overrides. Click on a generator. This is generator number three, which is our first generator. And we press start. Now the waveforms load. And the generator starts up. You can see that the generator is running the frequencies in the background. There's nothing really to do. <laughs> you don't push any buttons on the generator. The generator knows what you want to do and it just does it. Okay, so share screen again. Back to the software. You can start, stop and pause and do what you like. Now, the other controls that appear when you've got a generator X, which you can see on the left hand on the right hand side here, are these. You can load programs, copy and paste. You can also reset and erase the generator when the generator has stopped. So let's go through each one individually. I've got a program loaded into the generator. The program which is loaded I can place into the generator by, by clicking on the load button. 
the programs that you've loaded appear here. You can either just save it directly, in which case the program will be put into the first vacant memory slot, or you can double click on any of these numbers here. And so I'll choose number 12 and toothache, and I'll save that. The program's now in Generator X. That's the simplest way possible to put a program into a generator. Now, let's say we wanted to put a different um, program in there. I want to put a healing program in there. And I want to put in something like, ugh, this is a, um, let's see. Ooh, that sounds terrible, so I'll choose it. I discharge. Oh, gosh. I want to go to the control tab again. I'll load this one in. Okay, why has it still got acne there? So I haven't loaded the program into the generator. So allow generator overwrites. Load it into the generator. The program that gets loaded from this point here is the program contact content, which is in the channel. So now it's got the iDischarge program in there. When you press load, the iDischarge will come up here. Now I'll skip a memory just to show you, and I'll double click down here, iDischarge, and I'll save it. Now, if I now go and disconnect the generator, so it goes in standalone mode, I press generator number one. I'll go down to the memory locations where we loaded the program. We've got the ACME program that we put in. We've missed a memory location. And we've got the eye discharge. So that is like really simple, very, very simple. Okay, I'll plug it back in again and I'll go back to share screen. Okay, now let's put in a long program, a long name. I'll put in the, I'll remove that program. I've entered the Gerstmann Strauchler Scheinke disease. And where's another long one? This is just a random disease, just for another demonstration. I'm still going to keep it in the healing preset. I go to control, allow generator overrides, pick any generator, it doesn't matter. Press load. Oh gosh, I did the worst mistake ever. When you put a generator online again, it's always best to do a, uh, a port refresh. So Spooky is going to be very unhappy. I'll quit out of Spooky, close the program, and then I'll restart it. The database loads up and then we're away again. Now we may have to repeat the exercise. 
So let's see if it managed to load it successfully. Yes, it did. So at this point in time, uh, let's have a look. It's in sync. So it's not showing the other controls down here because it's in simple mode. I'll go to advanced mode. If I go to control now, you'll see that the advanced options are there. So I'm showing you the things what not to, to do. There's the program with the long name. I'll put that into Lucky 13 and I'll save that. Okay. Now you guys remind me to do a scan ports when I restart, but I'm now going to go in offline mode again. I choose generator number one. It can be number two, it doesn't matter. And there's the long name program that we have. But you watch, if the title of the program is too long, it scrolls along so you can read what's there. And it continues. And so you can see even the names of very long programs. Names which are too long to fit on the screen, which is kind of cool. It only scrolls on the program that you select, so it's not very confusing. Okay, put it back online again. Go back to software, and yes, I am going to do a scan ports again. <laughs> so it doesn't look up at me. Okay. So that's the load function. You can also copy and paste. If you have a generator set up and you want to share the memory contents of, the, of your generator with your friend, you can copy your memory contents to a file and then your friend will paste the file to their generator. And so you press copy, you choose the program name that you want. So this is for Fred. <laughs> Why has it got Fred Mem? This is okay. Um, oh gosh, Fred Mem three. Okay, I'm using a computer that seems to think it's more clever than I am. It probably is. It's suggesting all these alternatives. <laughs> it's a, um, it's rather frustrating. It's like when you're trying to type a document in Windows and you're not from the country region that the Windows has been set up. So it's insisting that you spell words differently. Okay, so I'm going to call it Fred. Save. Uh, when, the per when your friend um, receives the file, they just select paste and then they choose the, the file that they want to paste onto their generator, into their generator memory. There's no dialogues, you just select the file and Spooky does it. So it's very, very simple. There's these two buttons as well. You can reset the generator to factory defaults. You will have to restart Spooky after doing this reset. And there's this one here, which I try not to press too often. It erases all the memory contents of your generator. So try not to press that one too much, unless you really want to. Other controls which are available are these two buttons here. These are calibration buttons, and so please don't calibrate it unless you are an electronics technician and you have a very, very accurate frequency counter. 
there's the facility of calibrating the generators. The generators are factory calibrated. Below 40 kilohertz, you have five decimal places. So um, the accuracy is very, very precise. And above 40 kilohertz, you've got two decimal places. The XM generator was 600 hertz for five decimal places. So it's quite a quantum leap in the uh, accuracy range. You have a look down here. There's a phase angle and current field here. Oh, there's three fields there. What this is showing is the uh, the phase angle um, during a biofeedback scan and the current that's being drawn during a biofeedback scan. But we're kind of jumping ahead of ourselves here. Um, I'll be covering the biofeedback scans in a little while. But what I've shown you now are the basic changes in the generator racks. If you go to the settings tab, you can also change um, some other options here. But there's not too many things to see here. Um, the big thing, I guess, is the gating. The XM generator could only gate a frequency, and it could only gate up to 66 hertz. Generator X can gate up to 5,000 hertz. And you've got control over the duty cycle of the gating. You can gate, if you like, 5 milliseconds on and... You know, 225 milliseconds off. For most people, you just want to change the gate or just select the preset and let the preset do this work for you. It's really the people that want to do experimentation and find the settings which um, they think may work better. Okay, I don't think there's other changes here which are of relevance. Okay, so we'll go back to the PowerPoint and continue. Software usage. Now I've shown you the software and um, the changes in the software. They're pretty much the same. The software is the same. The advanced options become available if a generator X is detected. I'll move my picture down the bottom. So we can see the PowerPoint better. Q&A. Which shell presets will be good for generator X? Which ones should we not use? Now, all XM presets are downwards compatible or upwards compatible <laughs> to our generator X. Generator X can run all the um, XM presets. But we've also started making presets which are tailored to utilize the new features of our generator X. And for presets which will only run in generator X, we will clearly label them. Some may have their own um, folders so that you select generator X and then select the preset type under that. And they will certainly include details in the notes if you should not run the XM generator with the preset. Since generator X reaches higher frequencies, do we need wave cycle multipliers? No, wave cycle multipliers are no longer necessary. You can still use wave cycle multipliers if you want, but if you've got a, a slight accuracy error at the fundamental frequency, 
using a wave cycle multiplier will multiply, as well as multiplying the frequency range, it will also multiply the error, and that may not be desirable. Is a wobble such as 0.02% feathering a good choice for killing with generator X? Well, that's a one-word answer, and it's yes. It's the same with the XM generator, or with any um, life machine. Feathering generally is a good idea. If you know the absolute exact frequency to apply, let's say you do a biofeedback scan and you find out the absolute exact frequency that your body needs and what your bugs don't need, use that frequency without feathering. But if you're using a program that's in our database, feathering of 0.02% is a very small feathering and it's a way of just broadening slightly the frequency range that's being emitted by the frequency. Okay, I'm going through a few of the questions on our Facebook, from our Facebook viewers. I wanted to talk briefly on the support team that Spooky2 has and why Spooky has been so successful. Spooky is successful because Spooky isn't one person. It's not several people. Spooky is thousands of people, and these thousands of people are contributing through the forums, uh, through our Facebook groups, and through the effort of a few very, very good people. Spooky has um, succeeded very well in spreading the word of Royal Rife. Now, the people I'd like to thank in particular are these. Um, now, the Facebook group is getting close to, if not exceeding, 15,000 members now. And that is thanks to the, the efforts of the following people. Uh, Judy uh, Berduccio, Susie Smith, Jeff Kagsaw, Joe Strothman, Brian Yamamoto, Shafi Klein, Pamela Gotcha and Michelle Mullins. Those people have contributed a large portion of their lives to help other people through Spooky. So Spooky's been like a portal. Before Spooky, the Rive community was disjointed. Because these people have put in pretty much all their free time, Spooky has been successful. Before Spooky, the Rife community was very disjointed with people, separate people doing their individual efforts. And they were doing good things, but it wasn't collectively done. And so these strides forwards were incremental. Um, now Spooky is doing quantum leaps forwards. And more people are being helped by Spooky and learning about Royal Rife. Now we've also got good good people in the forum, and I'd like to thank these as well, the administrators and moderators there. And these people are Gwen Burley, Argerius, Argeropolis, sorry if I didn't say a surname properly, Argerius. Um, Brian Yamamoto also spends time there. Carl Becker, Manuel Marlowe. Now Manuel, he's put, um, he created our DNA database and he's, um, He's put a lot of effort into the technical side. Uh, Blue Aquarian, Jeff Kagsaw is also um, present. He's 
was on the face is on the Facebook as well. Hans, uh, Rick and Rink, Trevor Nelson, and Susie Winter. So this is these people that I've just um, mentioned. The Facebook people and the Spooky Two Forum people. It's on their shoulders that Spooky Two rides. And so thank you, all of you, for all that you do. Right, now, where was I? I was answering the Facebook questions. And so I'm looking in the phone that um, Sam gave me, which is on Facebook. Can you run the scan if someone has a pacemaker? For a scan, whether it's using Spooky Pulse or using Generator X, it's, it's always wise to keep the electrical path away from your pacemaker. Because Generator X works on a different system to our Spooky Pulse, and I will be covering this shortly, the TENS pads or the whatever contact beams you want to use do not have to be through a large portion of your body. You can have the TENS pads very, very close. And so there's no real need to have one TENS pads on your right wrist and one on your left ankle like we recommend with our Spooky Pulse. So you can put the pads across the area of concern. And in fact, the accuracy is increased when you do this. And the reason is this. Generator X is reading the signal that it puts out. Any changes in that signal, it will detect. If the pads are very close together, the electrical signals only going through the, the bad cells, if you like. And so the ratio of bad cells over good cells is quite high. And so the signal quality will be very good. If you do a full body scan, then most of the um, path that the electricity will take through your body will be through good cells. And so the results will be just showing good cell results and it might be showing some peaks and some hits, but those aren't the hits that you're looking for. You want to know what the bug frequencies are. Now the spooky pulse, which will also work with Generator X because Generator X has also got the facility. <laughs> um, spooky pulse, it works best going through your whole body because it looks at your whole body response. It's not monitoring the electrical signal that's passing through your body. And so, um, and the direct answer to this question is no. Um, if you, you don't do a scan, if it's going across the chest, if it's not through the chest, then you can use, um, you can perform a scan if you have a pacemaker. Okay. This uh, um, Serena Mosa. Hi, Serena. You're asking, does Generator X work completely on its own, meaning you do not need Spooky 2 at all, or a computer? Well, yes, you do. I've done that twice, and once I botched it up. But um, you just unplug it. Um, it still needs to be plugged into the mains, you know, for the power supply. But you do not need a computer once it has the programs loaded in. So you don't need a computer at all. You don't need Spooky 2 software. Everything's inside the generator. Okay, 
<laughs> um, this person asked me, can you run the program if someone has SpaceMaker? And then they corrected themselves, pacemaker. That's quite a funny pun. Um, I guess a space maker, you still need to have precautions. Okay. Um, if I understand this correctly, this is Serena again. We can either have Generator X um, uploaded with 30, up to 30 programs by your people or use Spooky 2, which needs the computer to upload the 30 programs. Am I right? Well, that is right. Um, we're assuming that most people have a computer and that want to load up their programs themselves. But um, the support team people here do want to make things easy for our users. And so if you don't have a computer, and there's thousands and thousands of people that don't, they, they, a computer is a modern technology that some people just don't want to use. And so, sure, they can contact our Spooky2 support team or we can load programs in for them. And so they will receive the shiny, bright generator X with the load programs loaded up. They plug in the generator to the power supply, to the um, power supply, put the power supply into the wall. They choose the programs and run them. So it's very nice and simple. Okay, um, Alex, you're asking me, what about bugs in the brain? What is the best way to scan? I really don't know. I've been thinking about this. They say that it's not good to connect TENS pads from, from the neck up. Generally, the, the reason has been twofold. twofold. The first one being um, the skin is very sensitive and you might leave a mark there uh, with the TENS pads. If you do do any contact mode, by the way, everybody, I know that people subscribe to the view that an offset is good, hold a client said use 100% offset. I do not recommend any offset for contact mode. Offset mode will put burns in your skin if the treatment is extended. But even for a short duration, there is a buildup of acids underneath the TENS pad and it can do damage to your skin and will almost certainly irritate. Uh, if you do really want to do a contact mode offset, I'd recommend using a foot bath because it's got a larger skin surface. You can't really burn your skin, but you'd um, certainly feel things where it hurts if you have the power up. So just take care and start from a low amplitude or low power and go up from there until you feel comfortable. Okay, so um, bugs in the brain... I really don't know. I'd recommend that you get the advice of a of a um, registered medical professional before you put tens pads on your head, because there's another precious organ in your head, and I know what you're thinking. And you're right; it's the thyroid. <laughs> now it's well, it's the thyroid, but the brain is pretty valuable as well, and so you don't want to cause harm to it. And the brain is electric. So you want to be very, very careful. Um, you want to be sure of what you're doing. You don't really want to play around too much around that area. Okay. Um, can you run the Generator X through the central? Um, this is from Colleen. Hi, Colleen. Um, Generator X can drive uh, Spooky Central, Spooky Plasma. It will behave just like uh, the XM generator, 
if you're using it connected to your computer. If you're running it standalone, then a preset has to be written for generator regs. And a word of caution, because output number two is the inverse sync of output number one, you must not use output number two for modulation. So you only use output number one to your generator X or your spooky plasma, uh, to your spooky central or your spooky set, spooky plasma. It's not a major problem without the modulation because modulation is a command that's within the generator X protocol and you can set up a modulation easily. But to make things easy, we'll be making a preset that you load up for running those two pieces of equipment from Generator X. Okay, and now let's you're asking about the thyroid. The thyroid, um, treating the thyroid is a bit of a problem because the thyroid is like the king of the organs. The thyroid coordinates your organs. If your thyroid is slow, if it's, if it's being naughty, your whole metabolism slows down. And, and, and your, whole, your whole system um, slows down. So um, if you put a, um, any signal through your thyroid, it will, simulate your, it will stimulate the thyroid. And that may be a very bad thing. It's the same with our spooky uh, cold laser. We don't recommend putting the cold laser on your thyroid, thyroid for the same reason. It's stimulating your thyroid and it may produce excessive amounts of hormones okay um, Alex you've bounced back to the full body scan question are uh, you asking me so you cannot do a full body scan with the new generator X only localized areas you'll need to use spooky pulse for that um, we have done full body scans using generator X we found that the results weren't so clear-cut and the reason was because most of the signal is passing through healthy tissue. And so if you, there's no point in doing a biofeedback scan unless you get results that are usable. And so they were kind of usable, but they weren't very precise. And amongst the hits that were being reported were the ones that we needed, but there were also ones that we didn't need. If you're doing a biofeedback scan from your right wrist to your left ankle, the electrical signal is also passing through your stomach. And your stomach has got bacteria, beneficial bacteria. And so you're measuring also the response of that bacteria. If you're using that signal path with spooky pulse, the signal path is still through the bacteria, but it's not provoking the biological response of your body. The bacteria doesn't make your, your heartbeat go kakong as a hit is detected. And so uh, you can still use a full body scan in that method using Spooky Pulse. But we found that the method that Generator X uses is more precise. And so more precise methods need to be used. In the previous SAMR, where I had to fill in the time, um, we, um, I explained how I had a cold and I had a runny nose and I used the yucky stuff on my nose between two contact plates to do a biofeedback scan. So we're not using the pulse or any biological response to detect the hits. We're using the electrical characteristics of what, are, what is between the two contacts. 
and in this case it was a sample which I don't really want to go into too much detail but just use your imagination <laughs> and there are very clear cut points where there are hits and so I, I saved the hits and made a program using those that program and ran them and I got very 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 quick you know results from that it was easily I think it was about 20 minutes that I felt virtually 100% um, and but the, my cold moved down to my chest at that point um, so I guess then I could do a, a little biofeedback scan across one half of my my chest the, the part where my heart is uh, where my heart is not <laughs> but I didn't because um, I was too busy trying to get Generator X finished and doing the software and doing other bits and pieces. And so, you know, doing so many things at once, of course, my own personal health takes a sideline. I sort of suffered as a result, but that's the way it goes. But we're getting Generator X out. We wanted the release date to be the first day of spring, which it is, the January the 5th, uh, February the 5th. First day of spring, the first day of warmth, that's the day that we're announcing the Generator X. Okay, well, that's the day we're releasing, I should say, Generator X. Um, okay, uh, I'm going now through the questions that are asked in the Q&A online, people. Um, the maximum number of programs, this is SM asking this question is 200 you can load 200 programs maximum for each memory slot can I work remote mode with my photo with generator X please this is in the realms of um, radionics we don't um, have any experience so we, we we're not sure I'm sorry about that but you're welcome to experiment um, yeah, we really don't know. Uh, what is port refresh? Is it just for Generator X and when is it used? Now, port refresh was, so um, if you re if you connect another generator, you rescan the ports. You go to tools and then you rescan the devices and all the ports get rescanned. And you'll see the new generators appear. I'll do a biofeedback scan. I'll show you the speed. Powell uh, of um, uh, and Fora, which I'm sorry if I've pronounced your surname wrong. You're asking about the biofeedbacks and uh, the speed of the biofeedbacks. We'll perform a biofeedback and we'll see just what the performance is like. In fact, we'll do it now. So we'll go to share screen and go to desktop. Okay, now. I'll do a biofeedback scan. It will be a biofeedback scan that will be in real mode. The outputs will not be connected to anything real. Uh, generator X and the general biofeedback scan. I've selected the preset for the general scan and biofeedback. For all our, <laughs> for all our presets, we have the notes here on the right. It gives information that is uh, useful for people. Now, if I now go to the control tab, allow generator overwrites, and click on the generator which I'll be doing the scan. will be the first one, generator number three. All the presets have been loaded for the scan. 
the scan goes from 20,000 to one point, sorry, to 18 megahertz. Okay, well, you're waiting to see what the speed's like. We'll do it. So I just press scan and we're away. Okay, <clears throat> the scan's now flying along. Now those of you with a spooky with a spooky pulse will know how painfully slow the graph normally moves. But each movement is a sample taken by Generator X of the signal that's going through. You can see the frequencies that are going through now. Um, in the time that I've been speaking to you, we've or we've now doubled the speed from um, from 20 kilohertz to 40 kilohertz. That slight delay was when we moved from high resolution to slow resolution mode. The delay ensures that the results are very, very accurate. Now we're going to two decimal places and we are flying. Now during the scan, both the current and the phase angle, which is the VI angle, are being monitored. The values that are here are the displayed values. The measured values are much faster, but there's no benefit in showing each sample as, a, as numbers here, because any screen refresh slows down the scan slightly. And so we choose to give a display every 250 milliseconds. We refresh the display there. In the system tab, we can change some of the advanced options. And here we're currently logging the angle and the current during a biofeedback scan. If we want to have a super fast scan, we unselect that or deselect that. Leave it selected though, because after a scan has taken place, you can go back and select angle and current down here and reanalyze the results. Now we are already up to, gosh, what is that, 2.3 megahertz? And so flying along, each frequency increment is one-eighth of a percent. Now with Spooky Pulse, we increment to 0.025%. So why do we have to have so, you know, why are we using such a high increment rate? The reason is this. We are not relying on the body producing a response. The body, there's always a delay before the body gives a response, whether it's through a galvanic response, which is your skin having some perspiration on the surface, or whether it's your heartbeat. Generator X is not relying on the body anymore. It's just relying on the cells and the way that the cells behave electrically. And so any results, even on the very first wave cycle, are known by Generator X. And so the uh, scans are much faster and you don't need to increment with such a small value. 
Okay, we're, we're, we're well underway now. We're, what is that? This, it's going too fast for me to count. I can't really see. I can pause at any time. Oops. Maybe that wasn't such a bad thing. Good thing. But there we go. That's one. It was um, just under one megahertz. So the scan, there's that little spike there as it turned off and then turned it on again. So that's not a good thing for, for this demonstration. But um, as I say, the load isn't a real load. So um, I'm not, I haven't got any contact leads connected to myself. Um, now while the scan is taking place, it's, it's actually gone past the halfway mark. It's 1.7 megahertz. So I've gone past the cancer frequencies now. So if you had cancer cells across the TENS pads, you'll see little spikes here. But um, they've come and gone. Spooky will show you the results at the end. You can see the graph you know, going up. As the frequency increases, quite often the current increases. Now, because we're in the realms of science, the things to explain do become a little bit more difficult. It's not just a resistor that we're testing, it's a reactive load. The body is not a resistor. The body is predominantly a capacitor, and capacitors at higher frequencies allow more current to pass through them, and so you'll see this increase in the current. But it gets more complex than that. As the frequencies get even higher, the signals bounce off pieces of wire and you'll also get signals from the Wi-Fi or your TV and other, other electrical sources showing up. And so you'll get little glitches which you're not sure of. There's a threshold setting here and we have found that a threshold of around 0.4 is sufficient to overlook all the little spikes that are irrelevant and so only real results are shown. You can change that if you like. If you find that you're doing your scans in an electrically noisy environment which means there's a lot of Wi-Fi around or you're close to a mains power outlet, you can increase this threshold. If you do a scan and you find that you're getting too many hits, you can go back and change the threshold and press this analyze button and you then choose the file that the scan was saved at and reanalyze the scan which was previously performed. It found one hit in the scan and you're going to tell me and I know that's when I paused the generator <laughs> and so it gave a little glitch there and that was the frequency that it was at that glitch. Now, if I did a reverse lookup, the default is 0.025%. And it'll tell me if there was anything there, any matches in the Spooky2 database for that frequency. And no, there were no matches, which I wouldn't have expected unless, you know, by chance there happened to be a frequency at that point. Now, I got asked by someone, it might be in one of the Q&As later on, is it allowable to have a greater tolerance? This user found that they only got a hit at like half a percent tolerance. Well, even my test scan didn't show any hits at half a percent tolerance. But I would say no. You'd, you want to have a high tolerance if you want to scare yourself. 
it's really telling you things you know that you don't have it's going to give a very long report and you're going to be a very unhappy person so for meaningful results you do want to keep the tolerance quite narrow you, you don't want to be having things in the report information that is irrelevant you want valuable useful information okay because i did the scanning using angle as well as current i can reanalyze results using angle as the parameter i then go to analyze and i choose the scan which i just done and so it'll be this one at the bottom done on the second or the first of february gosh first of february and you just click on it you select it and here it found two hits <laughs> by random and it gives you in brackets the value of the hit now this frequency here which is the same frequency where i paused the generator it gives a value of 88 if you're doing a single scan which is what we do here because generator x is so fast and it's so precise, you really only need to do a single scan in most cases. The number in the brackets is the percentage that the value is above the running average. And so here it's 88% above the running average. And the running average is 20. Um, because the, uh, the analysis is now retrospectively done, it's both before and after the sample point. And so this is a, is a more precise way of doing biofeedbacks. And yes, the XM generator is also the same now. It's a software improvement. Um, so it's got two hits. And I can do a reverse lookup, and there's nothing in those two frequencies again. <laughs> okay, so we'll close that. But this is for using phase angle as a means of biofeedback you can also detect the minimums of the scans so you can detect when the graph is there at the trough instead of the peaks or you can select when it's had the greatest change well if i did the analyze choosing changes the parameter it will still give the same frequencies there we go because it uh, was those uh, frequencies where the greatest change was which, was, which was when we had the big glitch. <laughs> mm. Okay, so we've done the biofeedback scan. You've seen how fast the scan was. That scan covered every single frequency that was ever known by Royal Rife, and it covers it in a very precise manner. So really, you just need to do one scan You've got to be very careful where you place the TENS pads, keep them as close as possible so that the greatest portion of the um, tissue that the signal passes through is the tissue of concern. Right, okay. What accessory do you use for Generator X biofeedback scan if not TENS pads on the arm and ankle? My blue has arrived again. We've got sunshine streaming through the windows and we've got blue appearing. So when you see blue on my background, you know that um, it's a beautiful day here in Nanjing. Um, you can use the hand cylinders for contact mode 
or any other means of contact for the electrodes. It's just any way that you can have an electrical contact between the outputs from the generator and your body. The scans are very short, but if, if you're holding on to something like hand cylinders, because Generator X is monitoring the current and the phase angle, you'd want to keep an even grip on the hand cylinders. And so it may even be better to, race, to rest your hands on the hand cylinders without actually gripping the cylinders, because then it's just got the weight of your arm, and that should be consistent uh, throughout the duration of the scan. Okay, well, let's say hi to the PowerPoint again. I haven't seen that for a little while. Okay, so why is that? Am I not? I haven't selected share screen. Okay, I thought I had. Okay, share screen. Biofeedback scan. Well, we've just done a scan. This is just going back through again. Generator X changes the rules for biofeedback entirely. Instead of taking an hour for a biofeedback scan, the scans now just take just over six minutes. So it's roughly 10 times the speed of Spooky Pulse. If you don't need to measure both current and phase angle simultaneously, then you can do biofeedback scans even faster. So you don't have to sit or lie down for what seems like forever, waiting for a biofeedback scan to complete. Generator X uses state-of-the-art components in clever design to accurately monitor the current and phase angle of the signals all the way up to 40 megahertz. So you can really see what is happening in your body. Now, as I've mentioned before, it's best to have the electrodes as close as possible across the problem area. So that more of the bad cells have the signal passing through them as opposed to good cells. For the whole body scan, you can place one tense pad on the back of the right hand and place the other just below the outside ankle of your left foot. But we don't recommend that for generator X because more healthy cells will lessen the pathogen cell signal. You know, more healthy cells will be giving their, their um, signals rather than the bad cells. You imagine if you've got um, two people in a room they can comfortably talk to each other and they can hear each other very well. But if you've got a lot of people in the room, all of a sudden the sound of the other people talking start interfering with the conversation and it's harder to hear the words. It's very much the same thing with generator rigs. It's best to have the contact pads closer together. Okay, the Biofeedback scan function can only be used when Generator X is controlled by the Spooky2 software. It cannot be performed standalone. Also, the Spooky2 software can only perform one biofeedback at a time. That's because the amount of work that's being performed by a biofeedback scan is quite high. There's a lot happening in the background. 
lot of fun stuff. And so if two scans were running, each of those would suffer in both speed and performance. And so we only run one scan at a time. Never place electrodes above the neck and keep them away from the heart. If one doesn't have a specific area of a problem on the body, where does one put the TENS pads to capture the all-over picture? We've found through our experiments, as we've been developing generator rigs, that across the stomach is a very good way of detecting general problems in your body. We found that the results are very accurate and it's uh, quite broad spectrum. Now you've got to remember that in your stomach you have got beneficial bacteria. Because the scans are so rapid, these beneficial bacteria will not be damaged um, during the course of a scan. But those hits will be shown. Um, but because the biological mass of this bacteria is not that great, the spikes that are produced are not very high. But if you've got, a, for example, a tumour mass in that area, you'd certainly pick that up. Or other larger issues that are inside your body in that area. For some reason, the stomach seems to reflect other parts of your body as well. And so we've, we, um, as, a, as a first scan, we do recommend just going across the stomach. It's also safe because there's no very sensitive organs there. Where do you place TENS pads for biofeedback if the problem lies in your brain or your neck? I'm sure I've answered this one before and I know I have. Um, and please ask your trained medical advisor, trained medical professional for assistance in this matter. Can biofeedbacks be done in remote mode? Um, the quick answer is we don't know. We've had a lot of people asking this since our video last week. They, were, they um, saw my demonstration and they are wondering whether they can use remote DNA as a means of, of uh, biofeedback. And the quick answer is we truly don't know. All our experiments have been with localised scans. In the example I showed in the last video, I was using a sample of pathogens. I used the um, example I um, did before with the uh, my nose discharge, I put that between two plates and I did a scan on that. That sounds very similar to remote treatments. Well, I really don't know whether I could also use a sample of my DNA and do a scan on that and get any meaningful results. Um, but you know, because Spooky is so many people, I'm sure our users will come back to us and say, yes, it works, or no, it doesn't. And so we're looking forward to that. It'll be very, very exciting if it does. Okay. Uh, I've answered this before as well. Um, Generator X monitors the electrical signals that are passing through your body. It doesn't monitor your body response. And so Generator X is much faster to do biofeedbacks.
Now, this is a good question. After a generator X by feedback scan, can we then run the scan results on the XM generator? And as we know, in the higher frequencies, the XM generator needs to use waveform multipliers. Well, the answer is yes, you can. If the frequencies are high, um, the XM generator may not be able to reach them, but most frequencies, the XM generator should run perfectly well. The 17 megahertz that Royal Rife found early on in his career may or may not be a fundamental frequency of cancer. I'll just take some time to explain what fundamental means. I've already used that word twice in this video. Fundamental means the exact frequency, the pure frequency, if you like. Other frequencies for the same pathogen may still work, but they're not the pure frequency. It is possible that 17 megahertz is the pure frequency for the BX uh, virus, which is associated with cancer. It's unproven, but of course you want it to have the ability to run at that frequency. And the scanning goes up to just beyond 17 megahertz. If you do have a preset that has 17 megahertz in the, in, as a frequency, you do need to use a wave cycle multiplier for the preset or the program that the XM generator runs. The generator X does not use or does not need a wave cycle multiplier. When we do a scan, how do we know the generator X is not picking up healthy gut bacteria? Okay, there's no filter mechanism, and so generator X will find the resident points of all tissue between the TENS pads. So it's important to place the TENS pads close to the problem area. So if you've got the TENS pads across your stomach, the signal is passing through your healthy bacteria, and you'll also get spikes from those as well. Those spikes should not be very large because the bacteria mass is not very large. But by the same token, because the distance across your stomach is great, if you have any viral um, infection in your gut area, the pigs will not be very large. So it's best to find a way to either get a sample or have the TENS pads as close as possible. You can have the TENS pads placed across the front of your stomach. So the, uh, the straight line between the TENS pads, which is the path that the electricity will take, will not pass through your stomach wall lining. And so that could be a way of avoiding your gut bacteria. Will the results of the scan be more precise and not give false readings? Well, because generator X is giving the true raw value of the electrical signal through your body, it will be more precise. It's as precise as you set the scan up. If you have the TENS pads directly across pure pathogen cells with nothing else between the plates, then the results will be 100% accurate. If you have it across a tissue sample, and maybe 5% of the tissue sample is infected with this pathogen, or 5% of the tissue sample 
as pathogen mass, then the results will be at best 5%. But you'll still get those spikes in the signal. And so it will still be very, very precise. Um, it's With careful um, TENS pads placements, you'll get very good results. There's also a default threshold in Spooky to, to reduce the possibility of having erroneous reports. Previously, if you set Spooky to report 10 hits, even if the hits were very small, Spooky is being forced to show them. And so users were thinking that they had terrible diseases. And so now there's a threshold um, to make re the reports after biofeedback scans more meaningful and meaning and definitely more more um, usable. It only you can have scans which show no um, no reports, and that's normal. If you do really want to see some pathogens in your report, you lower the threshold and you um, reanalyze the scan results using the lower threshold. The next version of Spooky is coming out very soon. I've been working as hard as I can to get everything completed, um, adding all the new features that are in our Generator X, um, tuning everything so everything's running optimally, and adding a few other things in the, in the um, background has taken a terrific effort. I wanted the software not to look too different from the past. Nothing's worse than having to relearn things. But I wanted things to be better. And so the new version of Spooky certainly is. With a more precise, a more, the databases is larger and smaller. It's got more frequencies, but it's got fewer programs. There's a fine ways of grouping programs together so that things, um, things again, are more useful. It's, it's easy to boast well I can, you know, 100,000 programs in Spooky 2. It's easy, but it's also lazy because it means that the program, the frequencies haven't been grouped correctly. And so this is what I do. I group the programs and I write the programs of these groups. So currently Spooky has something like 38,000 um, programs in it. The uh, DNA database is about... Uh, one week old, and so every sequenced DNA on this planet, as from one week ago, is included in the database of Spooky 2. And I might even refresh it again just before the release. <laughs> With the current scan, I get different results each time, so I hope this new one works better. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> well, um, to answer this question, we did a quick test. We ran three consecutive scans um, across the stomach of the same person just to see just how consistent the scans are. Um, in the example, the current was being monitored. The graphs are very similar. There's a slight spike here. This spike was as the generator was transitioning from high resolution to low resolution mode as the scan went up. Um, 
this since the, this was um, before I added a slight delay so that the uh, transition is perfectly smooth now. But the graph of the three scans, you can almost not see the three separate lines because they follow each other so closely. And this is the results of the three different scans. You can see one is orange, one is blue, and the other one's gray. Gosh, you can't even see the gray one. There's, you can see the gray one just there. So you can see it's quite precise. Now, there's nothing really wrong with this person. They're a healthy young adult. Um, and so there's, no, there's nothing that was reported from the scan. If the threshold was zero, you would have reported a little spike here, maybe one there, one there. Every little spike ought to report, or the 10 larger spikes, or however many hits you set it to, set it to detect. Analyzing scan results. Spooky can open up previous scans and perform retrospective analysis on the data. The process is simple and will be explained later in more detail. Well, <laughs> I've actually explained it earlier. I've already shown this. And that was where on the Spooky software. Um, retrospective analysis is this button here. And it says, open a previous biofeedback scan file for analysis. And so I can analyze any previous scan that was done. I'm not sure what this scan was, but you can just select it, open it, and then it gives the results that were there. So those are the frequencies, and that's the value. I must have set Spooky up to detect the minimum value rather than the maximum. This is a test. I do lots of test runs just to um, improve the system in an incremental manner. Now there's another facility which I didn't show you. I'll do a different type of scan with this one. I'll select the program. Here I select the database which is shown. I'll choose a random program. Nice long random one. There we go. Bill's palsy one. If I go to control, allow generator over allow generator overrides, we can see that the programs the frequencies are loaded here. And the settings and the frequency limits, I had them as zero. And so the spooky two will not alter these frequencies in an attempt to keep it above a minimum or below a maximum. If I press grade program scan, I can go to two decimal places or I can go to single scan, but I'll go to a grade program scan. What Spooky 2 will do is tell me which programs, which frequencies are best for me. So I press scan. The countdown for the biofeedback scan will take place and then the frequencies are scanned and then the results are shown. Because there's no hits, there's nothing to, to show here. And so um, the scan is incredibly fast. Now why 
12.15. Not sure. I'll stop that during a biofeedback scan there. Processing scan. It lies. Let's have a look. There's an annoying box that pops up and loses my control there. But there's no hits and so there's nothing to report. But Spooky 2 does very, very fast uh, gray program scans or other scans and shows the results. Um, if I wanted to do, do just a brief scan between a narrow range, let's say I know that I've got cancer and I want to know the precise frequency uh, which is closest to the Royal Rife uh, BX and BY, I might want to scan um, between 1.5 megahertz and 1.7 megahertz. And so I've entered a scan range between 1.5 and 1.7 um, megahertz and increment range is still one eighth of a percent. Maximum hits defined as 10, so report 10 hits if there are any. Now samples per step is a way of increasing the accuracy of biofeedback scans. If I have this in a number larger than one, it means it takes that number of samples and it averages them for that sample. Start delay allows your um, body to sit, uh, become accustomed to the frequencies in the threshold we've discussed before. Spooky won't report anything that's got a threshold less than 0.4. And so um, let's have a look. And we'll try that. Loading the waveforms. Okay, that's the countdown. The amplitude ramps up for nice and gentle. It's scanning through. And in pretty much as much time as I've had to say one sentence has given you the reports for the biofeedback scan. And so, um, because it's not connected to a person, it's certainly not connected to a person that's got cancer, there's nothing to report. But this is showing you the speed that scans can now take place immensely fast. And so there's no need to sort of allocate a large portion of your day lying down thinking of nothing while you're, while you're um, having a scan performed. The best way to summarize it is this. Biofeedback scans are fun. They're not a drag anymore. Okay. Yeah, fun is a good way to describe biofeedback scans now. It's, it's no longer a drag. You don't sort of regret or dread having to do a biofeedback scan. Okay, Q&A. What does the number mean in brackets? Well, it means how strong the biofeedback hit was. 
and so if it's a if it's a single scan it shows you the amount above the running average if it's a um, a scan that goes back and refines the, the scan results, then it gives you the raw value. The larger the number, the stronger the hit in both cases. At 0.025% tolerance reverse lookup, no results were returned. I had to go to 0.5% to get results. Is this okay or is it too far from the specific, uh, specific frequency? Now this was from a person that used Spooky Pulse. And so it was a full body scan. Um, if you have to specify 0.5% to get results, it means that the results weren't matching anything in the database. It doesn't mean that there was nothing wrong with you, but it means that there's no matches in the Spooky Tree database for the hits that were returned from a biofeedback scan. We recommend a quarter of 1%. And that is the tolerance that was uh, found by Royal Rife to be applicable. Um, if you do specify a larger tolerance, it means that there's less accuracy. Okay, let's have a look. Looking at my Facebook questions again. Uh, okay. How do you scan for healing frequencies versus those scanning for bugs? Healing frequencies, I would say you'd really need to use Spooky Pulse for that because Spooky Pulse is measuring your body's response. Your body knows when a frequency is a healing sensation. And so you want to use, you'd need to use Spooky Pulse and you'd monitor the, um, the, troughs, the, 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 the lowest points in the graph where your heart pulse is, most, uh, is the slowest. I don't think Generator X would be suitable for that. How repeatable, how repeatable are the Generator X scan results between scans? Well, the graph I showed before, which I'll try and bring up again, uh, Oops, the end. Oops, I pressed the wrong button, didn't I? Um, does that mean I've got to go back? I'll go here. Okay, that's where I was. Where we were looking in the graph before. You can see the repeatability here. There's three scans that were done right after the other. You can see that the pattern is very, very similar. And so the repeatability is very high. If you have the tens pads a distance apart, then the repeatability will not be so high because your body process changes. There'll be the difference of, you know, differences in the amount of air in your lungs at certain points. Yeah, your blood flow and, and all sorts of variables will change. But if you're measuring across a very small area, then the results will be very, very precise. Okay, now, uh, right, going back to where we were. Tissue analysis. What kinds of things can we analyze through the biofeedback as a new feature? Well, um, I've 
analyzed mucus from a cough and I saw what pathogens are present. Of course, there'll be killer T cells in the sample as well because my body is trying to fight the pathogens. But I'd say a high portion of that sample would have been um, bad bugs. And you can place the tennis pads directly across the problem area. Creating and loading programs into Generator X. It's simple to do, and I've actually explained it already. <laughs> In fact, I'll do it again now. Which was in that window here. Right. The process is this. First of all, you choose from the home folder the main category that you want to use with your programs that you want to run. If you do have a cancer, you select cancer, you've got the different presets here, choose remote. Cancer remote's a good preset to use. You then choose the program that you want to run. Actually, this one comes already with programs. I'll start again. I'll choose a shell empty preset because I want to load my own programs into there. Go to remote. I'll choose a simple killing remote program. It's a shell preset, which means it contains no frequencies. So I now, now load the frequencies. Let's see, I've got a cold. I enter cold in here, search, and all the cold programs come up. Well, let's say I want to run all of these. So I run six coal programs. The settings have already been set up to be ideal for remote killing mode. So you don't need to change anything here. You go straight to control, click on allow generator overwrites, and you click on either of these generators. I'll click on number four because I clicked on number three last time. Number four must be wondering what's happening. So now I've loaded these frequencies, these programs into generator number four. At this point in time, I store the frequencies into my generator just so I can run offline. So I press load. And then these are the programs that are loaded up. I choose a program um, memory location. Let's say I want to overwrite gout. I don't suffer from gout. I never will. <laughs> he hopes. So I'm going to overwrite it. Well, just double click it and it's done. That's simple. Then you press save. It's it. It's done. Now, if I now go to offline mode, which is as simple as unplugging the USB port. The screen says choose your treatment program. Even though I loaded it into generator number two, it's available to both generators. So I'll choose generator number one to prove it. And there we go. Also, um, there we go. The cold programs which I loaded in. And because it's a long program, it will scroll and show you the full name. 
which is kind of cool, really. <laughs> um, you know, as I explain all these things to you, um, to you, you might think, well, that, that looks okay. But each feature took weeks and weeks to realize. And so I hope you appreciate it. <laughs> uh, okay, so you press start. That selects the program. It's ready. Press start again. And we're now running the first frequency. Now, if you're running it in a remote fashion, which is kind of good if you're running in standalone mode, I'll stop it and I'll show you what you do. Instead of running, uh, instead of selecting start, you just press loop. You see the loop icon is at the corner there. And it will run until such time that it's stopped. So, so simple. I'll plug it back in again. So it's now back into online mode. And the very first thing I'm going to do is rescan the ports so I don't do the same mistake again. There we go. Okay, it's now recognized again. Back to the PowerPoint. How can a person add offline programs with Generator X? Okay, I've shown the procedure right now. Uh, and there's a single button to load programs into Generator X. So you can run the generator without the need for a computer. What presets are designed for Generator X? Uh, we've already started um, creating presets for Generator X. We've written for Cancer and um, others. The, um, we'll be developing them as time goes by. Um, of course, with um, biofeedback, you can't do offline biofeedbacks with Generator X. Um, any presets which do require Generator X, in other words, it uses advanced features such as modulation, um, will be clearly marked in some way. Now, I want to cover the modulation now, which is quite an advanced feature. Okay, I've got to share the screen again, so let's have a look. Back to, back to Spooky. In the settings tab, we have this selection here, modulate out one. That's new. That is only available for our generator X. It will modulate the signal going from output number one in accordance with the signal from output number two. So if you choose sine wave for both and you choose a different frequency for output number two, which is what I'm doing now, I'm going to, for example, run a fixed modulation of two and a half kilohertz and you select modulate, you won't see it reflected in the waveforms here because it's a hardware modulation. The signal from output number one will be a, a full amplitude modulation. Now, if you do want to use this feature, I advise that you learn 
what modulation does because it's very complicated. It is complicated. And you'd have to do things like having a 100% offset for output number one. And um, yeah, you need to know what you're doing. Now, the good thing is presets which use modulation will do all the work for you. And so we will be creating presets for remote mode modulation. So for the very first time, Spooky Remote will have a full-blown variable modulation um, running, um, which will have quite interesting results. I'd, I'd say it could quite possibly improve results markedly if, if they're done correctly. Um, but learn, uh, do some reading on the internet or in books and find out what modulation is and get an understanding of what modulation, how modulation can benefit. So that's, that's a new option that's available only for Generator X that will never be available for the XM Generator because it's a hardware thing that can't be realized through software only. Okay. Stop. I want to go to the PowerPoint again. Copy and pasting program using Generator X standalone. Well, <laughs> isn't that funny? There's no text for this copy and pasting. But that's what I showed you before, where to copy and paste a program, it's actually copying and pasting the entire generator. The entire generator gets copied to a file, and then a file is pasted to an entire generator. And so it's very, very simple to copy the contents, the memory contents of one generator to another. And in the memory file are all the settings for the programs. It's not just the frequencies that are in the programs. It's also the gating frequency for each of those frequencies within the program. Each frequency can have a different gating rate in different gating duty cycles. Um, it's also the waveform for the program. It's also the amplitude. And so those parameters get moved as well. And so, but for, for all intents and purposes, it's just copying and pasting the entire generator. Okay. So that's using generator X standalone. Question. How could I just have the colloidal silver program on Generator X and nothing else? Could Generator X be used away from the PC with a dedicated colloidal silver program running on it? This is actually a very good question because it seems a bit wasteful to have a, a computer running all the time, 24-7 for running, for just generating colloidal silver. In particular, if you haven't got remotes also running, um, well, um, the answer is this. Most colloidal silver makers do not swap the waveform regularly. Now, the preset for colloidal silver within Spooky does swap the waveform. And what this does is prevent uh, sludge buildup on the silver rods. Um, it's the software that does this waveform reversal. Now, presets that are stored on uh, within the generator uh, can only save 
one waveform per program. It can be a, any waveform you like, but it can't change during the course of a program. And so um, there's no facility for swapping the waveform. Now, um, colloidal silver machines on the market, they don't do swapping anyway. So it's not a huge compromise, I guess. And you can still run the, the, um, the clever waveform for the colloidal silver, which, which resembles a triangle waveform, but it's got the, it's like a chopped triangle waveform. And that helps create the small particle size, but you won't get the waveform reversal. So you will get a, a, um, a buildup of non-toxic gray coating, which is silver oxide. Um, and this can also discolor the water. If it, in particular, if it doesn't settle to the bottom, if it breaks off from the rods. But um, it still can produce silver. If you do have a, uh, so, uh, a means of agitating the water while the colloidal silver is being made, then you won't notice the silver buildup. The, uh, the need for the waveform reversal is reduced. And certainly the quality of the uh, silver is increased. We do sell a um, an agitator as a as a um, as a as a mixer, the same type that they use in laboratories, and that um, keeps the water moving past the electrodes, and it prevents the buildup of the oxides. Okay, what are the restrictions or limitations of running Generator X standalone? Well, um, you can have a maximum of two hundred frequencies for each of the um, saved programs. And each of these programs use the same waveform, amplitude, offset, and duration. And so if you have a set of frequencies, um, each frequency will run for the same time using the same waveform and the same voltage. And so you can set these at the beginning of the program, but they, they can't change during the program in offline mode. The out two signal will automatically be the inverse of output number one. This is good for contact mode. We wanted Spooky um, Generator X to be um, uh, to be used in contact mode most times, you know, in standalone mode. This one is most convenient. And so using Spooky Boost with output two inverse plus sync, you get the maximum power from the generator. And so it's ideal for contact mode. Uh, just keep in mind that you don't get amplitude ramping in offline mode. And so make sure that the frequencies are not so low that you'll jump when the program start. The amplitude ramping is done by the software. And of course, when you're running the generator standalone, you don't have the benefit of the software controlling the amplitude. Okay. You can use uh, the uh, generator X to run your Spooky Central and Spooky Plasma standalone, which is great. You don't need to have your computer there but you do need to run a special preset and you must not use 
output number two for any connections on your plasma device. This is because output number two is a negative voltage and spooky central, spooky plasma both need positive square wave, five volt or zero volt at the inputs. And so you must only use output one on the input of your plasma device. The programs contain fixed frequencies, so there's no sweeping within the frequencies in standalone. If a program is loaded into the generator, which contains a sweep, only the initial frequency of the sweep is saved in the program. And that's the end. Gosh, <laughs> that was easier than I thought. I'll just check to see if there's any other frequency, any other frequencies, any other questions that have come on, come through. If you want to ask any questions, please ask them now. This is the opportunity. I have to check up on the uh, on the uh, Zoom page to see if any questions have come through there. Can you sense? Can you sense generator plug unplug events and force a generator rescan automatically? This is a question from Alex. Um, Alex, uh, no, the, we, we decided against that because we didn't want to compromise treatments of other, um, other generators. And if you've got a multi-generator rig, then the last thing you want is um, programs to be interrupted, especially crucial programs, while the um, other generator, while this uh, generator that's been unplugged is going back on again. That's the first reason why we decided not to. The second thing is we wanted Generator X to be as close in functionality to the XM generator, which means using a serial port converter. And serial port converters are harder to constantly monitor the uh, port status. We didn't want to have the interface and the control of the interface change too much. And it's only through using a serializer, a UART uh, port, um, that we could use, that we could realize the generator is becoming a port number and seen by the user as squares on the screen to start. And so what I'm talking about is here, I've got one generator X connected and you can see there's two squares, which is generator number one within generator X and generator number two. And so we wanted to maintain that backwards reliability, a system that worked very well for people and is very simple. Now, Spooky 2 does detect that a generator is not responding. Attempts are made to bring the generator back to life again. Now, with the XM generator, because it's more sensitive to electrical noise, in particular from our plasma devices, which are very powerful in the fields that they produce, um, quite often, sometimes, those generators would freeze. And so no attempt by Spooky Software would bring life back into these generators. You've got to power off and power on the generators to get them to function again. Well, Generator X is more robust, and so you won't get the situation. 
But if the impossible did happen and generator X did stop responding, then the um, then Spooky will make an attempt to bring it back to life again. And it does this by rescanning the ports online while other programs are running. Read memory error. This was when I unplugged the generator when I shouldn't have unplugged it. And I got this read memory error. error. At that point in time, I had to uh, stop, um, stop and restart the generator and do a rescan of the port. And so I can either clear the, clear the errors there or within the um, main tab, I can just click on this button here, which clears the fault. It's a, um, a feature that not many people realize. <laughs> okay, so um, because some of them from friends whom I know, some of them are from New Zealand, where I'm from, and they tell me how wonderful the weather is there. And it's always good to know that I'm missing out on a fantastic summer. It's winter here in China, and we're getting snow, and it's dreadfully cold. Okay, uh, let's see. So I've, um, I've going, going through the questions I've already um, answered. Uh, can you run an XM generator and generator X at the same time on the same computer? Yes, you can. Generator X looks like two XM generators to Spooky2. And so, um, as I was saying to Alex and answering to his question with regards to the way that Generator X runs, Generator X just becomes two generators. And so, in my case, in the Spooky2 software, I see two boxes that have come up and um, they are controlled independently. Inside Generator X are three computers. We needed three computers to handle the speed and the complicated maths that uh, takes place behind the scenes, uh, both for control of the signal and for measuring the signal. The, um, there are lots of obstacles in designing Generator X. It's been two years in the design process and without the assistance from the Spooky family and the Facebook group, Life for Life and others, and without the help of the Spooky 2 forum family, it would have been impossible. We could not have dedicated our effort and time into our projects. And so it's taken us two years to design and refine Generator X. Now, one of the difficult things was the biofeedback, but this was an absolute essential. If we had not resolved the issues with biofeedback, there'd be no Generator X. We would not have released that because then it will be just another frequency generator. It would not be a rife machine. But we found ways of doing it and we succeeded. Now the biggest difficulty um, with the uh, monitoring of the signal was the fact that we've got 
our Spooky Boosts. And once you use a Spooky Boost, the signal on both sides going out are floating above Earth. Most, most, <laughs> most, most means of signal detection relies on the ground, and it's easy to do this if you do, if you've got the, um, you know, if you can. But we couldn't because we wanted to remain backwards compatible without Spooky Boost, and we wanted to still use Spooky Boost and monitor the signals, and so we found a way and we've done it. Um, okay, generator X full body biofeedback, uh, best way is confusing. <laughs> so the question is, if you put the TENS pads on the belly, an inch above the belly button, and the two pads half an inch apart, would this be a good position to give a good general whole body biofeedback without reading the good bacteria in the gut? This is a question from Guy DeWatson. Hi, Guy. Um, for full biofeedback scan, I would suggest going across the gut but below the stomach. So it's quite low in the abdomen, but it's still getting the intestines because a lot of pathogens and parasites reside there. And so I'd suggest that um, above, just above the waist, which is beneath the stomach, and most people anyway, <laughs> would be an ideal place for full biofeedback scan, for full body biofeedback scan. Okay. And I've got a uh, separate uh, Q&A section in Zoom. Uh, let's have a look at that. Okay, uh, Andre uh, Bertrand. Um, this was a question that was asked a while ago, um, was before I covered biofeedback. You're asking how is the biofeedback different from what it is with the 5M generator, which is the XM generator? Well, um, it's faster, more precise. Um, it's sort of like instead of clubbing things with a with a um, with a with a with a uh, mallet, you're 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 clubbing it with something much smaller. You're, you're more precise and more targeted. And so instead of relying on your body saying whether a frequency is good or bad by the way that your heart increases or decreases its rate, you're measuring the true signal passing through your body. If you're putting 17 megahertz through your body in the biofeedback scan, which it does at the end of its scan, every single cycle of 17 million times per second is being analyzed by Generator X. And it does this up to 40 million cycles per second. Generator X samples thousands of these samples and reports on the average so the results are pretty smooth. This is the power which is underneath the shiny exterior of Generator X, and why it's so different from the, from the 5M generator. How do we loop all programs? Well, offline you press the loop button, online it's no different from the XM generator. 
Okay. Uh, can I work remote mode with my photo? I've answered that one already. We don't know whether you can use photos for remote. It's something which I don't really personally believe in. But I've spent a great portion of my life being proven wrong. And so this can be another time. <laughs> uh, what is port free fish? This is uh, Laurie Betzold, you asked me this. Is it just for generator X and when is it used? That's a very good question. Port refresh is when you want to look again at what generators are connected to your, your computer. And so Spooky drops all the generators which it had under its control and then looks again and to see what generators are connected. And now it's not just for generator X, it's also for the XM generator and it's also for Spooky Pulse as well. And so it can re-detect your Spooky Pulse. Uh, this is a long question, but I'll read it out. It's from Powell uh, and Farodz and Farowitz. I'm sorry, um, Powell, I've probably even mispronounced your, your, your first name. Um, sorry for getting your surname wrong. Um, you're saying you're really excited about the new biofeedback capabilities. We are too. <laughs> you go on. In my opinion, almost perfect adaptation of therapy to the needs of patient was achieved in the time waiver device. The device scans the body before every therapy in a very short time, selects the appropriate frequencies, voltage and duration of therapy. Does Generator X have similar diagnostic capabilities? I can't give a straight answer because I don't know the device that you're referring to, but um, quite possibly it does. Um, what Generator X does is it very rapidly sweeps through a frequency range, measures the waveform and the current and phase angle of the signal passing through your body uh, throughout the scan and gives the report at the end. So it can be possibly quite similar. Um, I mean, if, I guess everyone watching this video now would have performed a biofeedback scan using Spooky Pulse. And uh, quite likely everyone at the end of the scan would be either asleep or bored out of their brain. And scans were never fun. It was a chore that had to be done because they were actually quite precise and they are useful. But, you know, we've got a better way. <laughs> and they're fun and it will be um, released on the 5th of February, first day of spring. Okay, um, moving on to the questions. How do I perform a biofeedback scan on a dog, horse or other animal? Um, now that the scan is super speedy compared to what it was with XM, it looks like it's possible to do with the speed of X. Well, it is. Um, you can do it much faster, so it's easier. But um, this is a question from um, Peter um, oh, oh, Peter Andres. I can't. I'm sorry, Peter. We'll just call you Peter for now. Um, sorry. Um, it's a very good question, though. Uh, yes, because the biofeedback scans are faster, it's easier through animals. But you're thinking the old-fashioned way. What if you get a sample tissue from the animal? 
if it's a skin infection, for example, um, you can get maybe scrape off a bit of the skin and put it between two plates and do a feedback scan on there. And the results will be super accurate because you're not going through a large portion of tissue. Um, that's, that's, the, that's the new way of doing it. But of course you can do it with contact lens and do a full body scan and it will give results. Um, but again, because the TENS pads may be very far apart because some animals are large, um, the results may not be as precise as if you have the pads close together. Try and get the TENS pads as close as possible to, um, to the um, area of concern. If it's a tumour, put the TENS pads either side of the tumour and you'll get good results. And because it's a, you know, the scans are faster, uh, the, um, it's easier for doing with an animal. If you're doing a scan with an animal, you may want to um, go to your, uh, let's see, I'll go to my, if you go to the system tab, deselect this. So it's, the biofeedback scan is only monitoring either the angle or the current. Now we found that basically you only select one and then you, um, if you select only one, I suggest you select current and only the current will be monitored. It means that if you do an analyze on the biofeedback scan, you can't reanalyze using the angle. It's only using the, um, what the biofeedback variable that you choose at the time. Okay. I've, um, the software which I was demonstrating is a late stage beta, so there's still um, some code in there which is for analysing results, but only for development work which I'll be disabling in the final release. I'm hoping to release it in a very short while. Okay, uh, can, uh, um, Maria was asking, can I please offer the language and uh, the software in other languages? We'd love to, Maria. When Spooky 2 um, started using the tab system in the, um, in the software for the different pages, we lost the ability of translation. And we tried several times to, to restore uh, language translation. It will be certainly a wonderful thing because Spooky is a global um, global system. It's not just for English speakers. We've got forums in other countries, non-English speaking countries, and certainly user groups, you know, it'll be good to do. Uh, perhaps when we've finished doing the software, the hardware changes, the uh, projects that we're doing now, we can spend more time on the on the software side. We've got other hardware coming up shortly. I'm going to show you one little thing in a very short while. And it's very exciting. And, you know, one of the um, anticipation is a good thing. Now I'm going to um, let you guys wait for another five minutes before I make this announcement. Um, and it's worth it. Okay. Um, but back to Generator X. Um, how can you compensate for the system software for a person with uh, arrhythmia using a biofeedback so it will minimize false positives? Well, even if a person has got arrhythmia, 
with generator X, the results will be valid. It's not monitoring your heartbeat. So theoretically, it can be bouncing up and down and it will not affect results, so long as the contact is constant on your body. And so um, if you do have arrhythmia and you are having problems with your biofeedbacks using spooky pulse, then you can use Generator X and the results will be precise. Of course, with spooky pulse, you do have the facility of increasing the threshold um, to allow for people with arrhythmia or other conditions that may give spikes in your pulse rate even while you're at rest. But of course, then you have the risk of false positives in the biofeedback results. And so it's like you're increasing the tolerance of acceptability of good um, pulse changes, but in doing so, you're allowing the arrhythmia results to be counted in the biofeedback scan. So um, there was a question from uh, Greg Ling. So thank you for that question, Greg. It was a good one. In fact, they're all good questions. Uh, Laurie Betzold, you asked me, is doing a scan via Generator X more accurate than the XM generator? Well, um, for certainly for, um, for specific items, Generator X is unchallenged in its accuracy through the way that it runs. And because the results are available to the user as a file, the people can open up the files using a spreadsheet and they can see the line, like I showed you before with the three uh, consecutive scans. They can graph the data, they can process the data in their spreadsheet if, they, if they're technical and they want to play. It's very simple to do. And so it's not like an interface which uses proprietary software and, and just gives you numbers that um, you've got to take their word for it. You can see the results. You can see how spooky is detected hits. And you can even um, change parameters as you, as you like and reanalyze the results. And so for many reasons, Generator X is more accurate than the XM generator. In measuring, uh, in measuring the signal itself rather than the response from the signal, you're removing one link of the chain of command. And so the feedback is more positive, if you like. It's very direct. Can you move while doing a scan? Yes, you can, because it doesn't really matter. It's the electrical path between the contacts, just so long as the contacts don't get moved or your skin doesn't wrinkle underneath these contacts, so long as the connection is constant. You can move, I mean, I mentioned, you know, um, to my colleagues here that you can basically, if you can find a way to power the generator and to power the, the laptop, you can run a marathon while you're doing a biofeedback scan. You know, there's no real reason. It doesn't matter really how fast your heart is beating. It is possible that your muscles contracting may alter the electrical characteristics. Um, between the TENS pads. We didn't find it changed it much, if at all, but we may be proven wrong. 
but certainly it hasn't got the sensitivity that the spooky pulse has. But I think spooky pulse is, is still superior for full body scans. And so I think, and, and in particular for healing frequencies, uh, where you want to detect when your body is most relaxed, um, I think spooky pulse still has its place. Should we turn off Wi-Fi and all, elect all electrical equipment whilst running a scan? Uh, that is a very good idea. Because of the frequency range that Generator X can perform a frequency scan, and because Generator X is so sensitive, we do recommend that you get as far away from any electrical noise as possible. Um, if you have any Wi-Fi um, routers, try and do the scan um, far away from the router. Ideally, you should turn the router off. And really, in an ideal, in an ideal world, you should turn all Wi-Fi wi off entirely permanently because it's not really too good for your health. But for the duration of the scan, if you can have it electrically as quiet as possible, which means as few signals going through the air as possible, reduce them as much as you can, then the results will be improved. But it's not necessary. Here in China, there's electrical noise everywhere. I can turn off my uh, router and there's the neighbor's router because it's just apartments. Their router will be going through my my apartment and I can I can see their their Wi-Fi names come up on my computer. It's it's pretty much impossible to find a place where there's no Wi-Fi signal, but still the results are very good. And so just do what you can and it will just improve the results. Okay. Uh, uh, Donna Dishon, you've asked, can the 30 programs be changed to other programs? And how do you do it? Well, um, it's easy. You just create another program and write over the program that's already there. Or if you want to delete a program, just highlight a program and just clear, clear the uh, delete button and the program's gone. And then you just click save. So that's very, very simple and intuitive. Okay, we wanted, our ideal is to create a system that you can run without opening a manual. <laughs> and we're working, we're working on it, we're doing the best we can. Um, we're getting people to help out and, and tell us what they think is the best way of doing things. We always listen to the feedback from the users as well. And so we're trying to simplify things. The user's manual has already completely changed. It used to be like a dictionary you know, 280 pages or so. I think it's around 50 pages now. When you open up a manual, first of all, what do you want to do? You want to connect things up. And then what do you want to do? You want to run the thing. All, all the background information can wait till later. And so this is what we do now. We've, we've structured the manual so it's the information that you need is at the beginning and the stuff which is just information and interesting, if you like, is more towards the end. And so this is the, um, the user's guide, the general user's guide for Spooky2. We're also rewriting, we are rewriting the other guides as well. Um, I, so, I say to the people doing most of the work, because I don't do much of the writing myself, I tell them, try and fit it onto one page or less. <laughs> 
And of course, it's impossible, but it's a way of explaining to them that I really don't want to see pages and pages of information. To have a manual that's huge, it's really just showing off, you know. We don't want that. We don't need it. We don't want information overload. We just need the basics in the manual. And of course, we do need a manual which is more technical and goes into the complicated things. And we are working on that as well. Okay. This person is asking, I use remote when doing a biofeedback scan on a person with an implant. Will that remain the same? It depends on what the implant is. Now, we're deviating a bit from the subject from the SAMA, but I will answer this question. Um, if you have a liver implant and you've got a liver problem, then no, you can't because the frequencies that you send will not be going to the liver. You may be able to send supportive frequencies, which are general healing frequencies for your whole body. But because the liver DNA inside you differs from your body DNA, unless you get a, a sample of the DNA of the liver, which is a little bit difficult because it's not on the outside of your body, um, then it is not possible to send frequencies far remote to your kidney. But in that case, um, you're not lost. You know, you've still got an option, and that is contact mode. And you can run the contact mode past your liver. liver. You just put the TENS pads or the hand cylinders either side of your abdomen where your liver is. And, uh, you know, you run the programs then. Okay. Uh, let's see, this is a question, uh, okay, it's again asking about um, what settings to use for a full scan to find what's wrong. This person is asking again for the body full scan. It seems we've got a, a common subject. Now, biofeedback is a, a very powerful feature and has to be done right. A full body scan is scanning your whole body. Spooky pulse is fantastic for that because it's measuring your whole body response. If you want to have something which is precise and across a smaller area, then Generator X is ideal because that is where you've got a short, a smaller area and you know where to place the pads. Okay, so Spooky pulse I think is um, ideal for a full body scan. Okay, more people <laughs> using. Uh, using a lot of questions on biofeedback. Um, let's see. The approximate price of Generator X, um, I think it's 580. That's quite a jump from the XM generator. There's also quite a jump in technology. Um, There's a, it's a lot of whiz-bang electronics inside Generator X. And also it's two generators in one. And so it'll be you know, half the price of 580 per generator. And of course, you've got the extra facilities that Generator X has, such as the biofeedback. Our um, product cycle is this. We get a really good idea. It's, it's normally a, it's a seed given from a friend or... You know, a friend of us or 
a, um, a, a member of the Spooky family or a, 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 a Spooky 2 user, they come up with an idea and then we, we sit on it for a while as you think about it. And then we think of the best way to realize the idea. And we may change the idea, we may apply it in a different way, but the seed of the idea is important because it gets us thinking in a certain way. And so we grow the idea from a seed to a seedling to a tree. Now, once it becomes a tree, we start worrying about the cost because um, we want to keep all our products as cheap as we possibly can. And so it's after all the, all, after it's been developed and, and that we think, well, okay, it's cost us this much. We really want to get it as cheap as possible. So, you know, how can, how can we, without compromise, make it cheaper? And sometimes we can't, sometimes we can. With the Generator X, we couldn't because the equipment that's inside Generator X had to be a certain speed, had to be a certain specification. And so we couldn't, in Generator X's case, um, reduce you know, component specifications. And so we just added up our cost and, <laughs> and that was pretty much it. With all sales, um, what is it, 5% of the sale price goes into our trust. And then you end, end up with a number. And so that's the number, that, that's the price of the product. And so, um, you know, that's, that's why Generator X ended up as $580. So it's got $580 sort of stuff in it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not into sales and stuff. Um, I, I, all I tell um, the Spooky 2 um, team here is, you know, make it as cheap as possible. And they do. Um, okay, so um, you can run XM and Generator X at the same time. Okay, um, Peter, you're asking again about the new features. You're asking about modulation, how to use it and why and what are the benefits. Um, I, I've just brushed over modulation. It's quite a complex subject and you will have to do some research of your own. We will write a manual and we'll try and bring it We'll try and write the manual in as much English as possible using English languages rather than technical terms because it's quite involved. Okay, uh, Teresa Whitaker, you're asking, hi Teresa, you're asking, often multiple generations are you, generators are used for treatment. For example, I have seven generators running. How many generator X generators would I need? Well, if you've got seven generators running, I guess because Generator X is two generators, you'd only have four Generator Xs on your system for direct um, replacement in the, you know, of your um, XM generators. But remember that, okay, I'm, I'm the world's worst salesperson. I'd suggest you keep the Generator Xs that you have and keep them on board. Remember that Spooky2 can run, what, 126 generators simultaneously. And so you can add to your existing setup, generator X's, and run them all simultaneously. Now, 
Now, I'm just proving on this, we're all worst salesperson, because I've just told you not to buy four generator Xs, but you can do if you want, if you want better frequency, accuracy, better results. Because the, it's like several, shelves, several grades higher than the XM generator. But the XM is a good generator. And so you can continue using those if you'd like. Okay, and I still haven't told you guys what this little surprise is. And the five minutes is dragging on. But I've only got two questions to answer and then we're away. Okay. Um, would Generator X biofeedback scans results still be accurate and usable if you have a condition where there's irregular pain surges? This is uh, Andre Bertrand. That's a very good question. Because when you get a pain surge, your muscles may also contract. But I would say they wouldn't contract very much. Certainly you'd get nerve, um, sharp nerve signals passing through. The answer would be yes, the, um, the scanning results will still be accurate because the signals passing through your nerves are an order of magnitude smaller than those passing through you via the signals from generator rigs. If you were to use spooky pulse, my answer would be different because when you get a surge in pain, your heart will certainly change. You get, you get, your heart will, you know, like your heart would skip a beat, which is this painy feeling. Um, and this is how our, body, our full body biofeedback works. It's monitoring your, your body response, but of course, Generator X doesn't work that way. And so, yes, the results will still be usable. And I'm, um, if, if it's you that's got this irregular pain surge, I'm sorry to hear that, but Generator X would certainly be um, the biofeedback method of choice in that situation. Okay, Rosemary from, I hope I've said your surname correctly. Um, this is the last question I'm answering before I show you this little piece of hardware, which is a little gem. Uh, you've asked me, Rosemary, is there the facility for a delayed start for remote mode? So it starts when you're out and stops at the time specified. Uh, yes, Rosemary, this is a feature which is both for the Generator X and the XM generators. The software can set up schedules for programs. So you can set up any channel to run between certain times or have a start delay. You can choose one or the other, or you, even you can choose to run for a run duration. So you've got those three options within the software. That um, is not, just generator X, it's, it's any, of the, any of the channels in Spooky. And so that's um, ready for you to use. Okay, now, the um, big release, it's actually a small release. <laughs> and I've got to tell you something. Now, Spooky 2 rides on the shoulders of giants. First of all, there's Royal Rife and his research. None of our work would be achievable without the research that he has done in the past. Now we've got current researchers that are also helping us. Um, we've, <laughs> um, and and, and they, they share their help and their, and their 
research with us. We even little things, you know, when we were when we were developing our generator, we wanted a name for our generator, which meant something. And so we asked our spooky friends, because you know we we're, we were totally clueless. Um, you know, I, I I'm more technical than. This, you know, I was, the names I came up with more technical names, and I didn't really want something technical because we wanted a, a rife machine rather than a frequency generator. We wanted something which people can use without f thinking, "Well, this is a piece of equipment." Okay, they'd rather, I'd rather, you know, this is this is, this this unit has become their friend, you know, and. Um, so we, we put the question to our spooky family, you know, what name can you call it? And Brian Yamamoto, he's, um, he belongs to both our Facebook and our forum. He's, um, he puts a lot of work into spooky too, and he, he put his grey matter to work, and he came up with Generator X, and he said, well, it, 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 it's like Generation X. It's, it's sort of like a play on words. And X is like an unknown because generator X is covering unknown territory. It's doing things which until now has been impossible, and especially to you know the, the everyday person who doesn't have the use of a laboratory. And so generator X um, it came to be. So thank you, Brian, for that suggestion. It's great. If you've never regretted using the Generator X because it's just, it just fits perfectly. And so this is how we chose Generator X. It is a generator. X is unknown and it's for our Generation X. It's the unknown. It's, you know, it's discovering new things every day. And we have another researcher in England, Paul Grudska. He has given he blessed us with an idea. He blessed us with a seed of an idea. And that was for a microscope. And so we've developed a microscope, which is a little bit different from other microscopes. And I'm going to show you the microscope now. This is our microscope. <laughs> now, I've just been given a nod from the person um, behind the camera. Um, this microscope was um, the, the idea which Paul gave to us was using a pinhole. Using a pinhole extremely small, you can see bugs that are inside your eye. And you can also see bugs which are in your eye water. Mm. Now there's some difficulty in the um, in the design of this, and of course Paul didn't tell us this. We had to find out for ourselves. <laughs> but um, the size of the hole has to be smaller than small, much smaller than a, than a human hair. Um, and so you can't use a drill to drill the hole. You've got to use a laser. You can't use a normal laser to burn a hole. You've got to use a special laser. And most countries can't burn a hole this small. And so, it, and the design side is quite difficult. And so we've been working on this for 
gosh, <laughs> would you believe it's taken almost a year to develop this? We created a eye mold, and the way you do it, the way you use it is this. You just put it over your eye like it's, it's an eye drop, and you hold it up to a bright light source. And you can safely use the sun, because we've done it. And when you do, you move it slightly until you see the hole. And when you look through the hole, you can see any bugs that you have in your eye water, which is like your, you know, in the lymphatic fluids of your system, and inside your eye. And you can see the bugs in your eye as chains. You can see them moving, which is pretty scary. And we thought, well, this kind of is in line, in alignment with what we're doing. We want to make people aware of what they have and what they can do to fix it. And so you've now got a way where you can look at the bugs that your body is housing and you can even treat yourself while you're looking and you can see the effect of the bugs while you're doing it. And so we've made this unit, we've made this rubber mold. There's no rubber mold anywhere. We tried looking for it. It was suitable. This um, special metal plate, non-oxidizing because it oxidizes with such a small hole, the hole will block up. With a super small hole, five dollars, five bucks, five big ones. How's that? And so, Paul Grudska, thank you very, very much for your seed of an idea. Okay, well, this rounds off our summer. It's been a little bit more than an hour. Thank you very much for watching. Keep those ideas flowing. Keep your feedback coming. We rely on you telling us what works, what doesn't work, so we can make things happen. Spooky 2 is a movement. It's a movement with thousands of people. Spooky 2 now is unstoppable. So thank you, everybody, for contributing your efforts, contributing your time, and making Spooky better, more powerful, and for helping everybody that's using Spooky. Thank you for joining all these individual researchers together to make a common movement so millions of people can benefit from Royal Rife's work. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Catch you next time. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. There's the applause for my supporters in the background. There was, I think, my first summer where there weren't any technical issues, but we weren't using an internet. And of course, internet in China is sometimes a little bit shaky. Three hours, thanks for your, um, for your endurance and watching the summer. And thank you for your questions. It makes it easier for me. Um, it's a fun subject, you know. I got to show off, you know, this thing, which has taken so many, so many hours and hours and hours of painstaking work. You know the feeling when you're developing something and then 
things just don't work and you, you have ideas and you're, and you're trying them and, you're, and you're, in your mind you're thinking it is going to work. You know it's going to work and it doesn't and then you get the feeling of being heartbroken. And then you do the searching on the internet and there's no solution there because it hasn't been done before. And then you sort of give, a, give yourself a break and then things come to you slowly. And I, I don't know about you, but ideas come best to me in the early morning. And it was early one morning when, when the answer came to me of how I can achieve high side detection of a signal that's moving so fast. And just the luck of the Irish, it worked. So there we go. We were lucky and we got it. We nailed it. And to the best of our knowledge, it hasn't been done this way before. So we're very, very proud of ourselves, but we're also proud of you for helping us. And thank you for the patience, because you know some people have known for quite a while that we we're working on something big. And this is what it was. You know, we've kept it secret from you. We haven't felt comfortable in keeping things to ourselves. But um, there was good reason. There's there are people that aren't friends of Spooky and they do mean us harm. Our goal is to bring health to people and we will do it. We will be strong and we'll stand up against the people that are fighting the Spooky movement, people that are, that are planting seeds of doubt and making posts on the internet which aren't so good. We will fight that and goodness will win over the evil. So, yeah, we can't be stopped. We've got too many people behind us now. We will never be a large corporation. We'll always be how we are now. And so, let's say in two years' time, we've suddenly got, let's say, you know, 100,000 people belong to Spooky Forum and Facebook groups. We will still be small. We'll still think of the individual. We'll still put you first. We'll still come up with products like this. <laughs> $5. I mean, I ask you, that's crazy. That's cool. Look at it. It's got the shine. It's, it's fantastic. Now, um, we still have things and projects taking place. And I still can't really tell you what they are. But I've got to tell you, they are exciting. And there's one in particular which absolutely blew my socks off. And yeah, I am wearing socks at the moment. They are so, it's so mind-blowingly amazing. It's not a frequency generator. It's nothing to do with what we're doing now. So it's not going to make anything that we're doing now obsolete. It's going to add to our capabilities. So it's very exciting times. So watch this space. Uh, maybe something like two, three months' time. I'm, not, I'm terrible at keeping deadlines, so don't hold me to this. But we're doing all we can to finish this product and get it out there. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Like everything we do. Well, everything that you do. Everything you make us do. Five dollars. There we go. <laughs> I'm not sure when you're going to start selling them. Maybe, maybe on the same day that we release Generator X on the, on the uh, first day. Maybe. No, I've, just, I've just said no. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't do sales. I don't do marketing. But anyway, we're going, it's going to be out very, very soon. So get one. Find out what 
you know, what is inside your body. It's quite remarkable, actually. It's quite scary. Um, but it's also good, you know, because if you can see that the bugs are being, they're changing through after your treatment, then you know those, those are the frequencies, those are the programs you should be using. And so, so it's, it's magic. It's great. Get it. Okay. See you guys. Bye-bye. All right. That's it. That's it. Really over. Bye-bye.